Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, uh, it has been colder than a brass toilet seat on the shady side of an iceberg this week. Uh, temperatures like we've never seen before. Uh, crazy things have been happening through, from the Midwest to the East Coast. But we are here to bring you that fire. Fran, how's it been braving that uh, hail, sn- sleet, snow, the oath that you've taken as of the man on the watch who brings the mail to the box and th- it never stops. Yeah. Uh, nice. But, uh, it's been rough, man. It's been, that was all off the top. Yeah. Go I ahead. noticed yeah. that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been cold. Yeah. Uh huh. Very yeah. cold to say the least. Yeah. But, um, I got to just man up and take it. I got yes. bills. I got to pay. I guess you do. <laughs> I guess you do. Uh, I, on the other hand, have only, uh, experience what the cold has been like off of Twitter and uh, Facebook and people telling me how it's been. I've been mm. in the house quite warm. Uh, <laughs> I'm recovering from a successful surgery. They reattached my Achilles to the point that it once was and now I'm just healing mm. and enjoying medicinal medication. I will not be taking the oxycodone that they gave me because it has the potential to turn you into a drug addict hmm. and it makes you not be able to take poops. So wow. I got myself off that pretty immediately. The first night was pretty rough. So I took it that night, but since then I've been uh, using more herbal remedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Maryland is a uh, legalized, no, it's not legalized, it's decriminalized, and it is, uh, if you have a medical reason, you can participate in the marijuana trade. So I got my hands on some things of that nature that have been doing the job without me, you know, being on, on opioids. So you're smoking weed? No, I'm eating weed. Eating, okay. Uh-huh, they're gummies, right. they're gummies that come in a little... Twist off childproof cap, mm-hmm. put me right out, numb me, great. 
weed. Hope it's legalized one day. It would be great for this country. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what's been going on with me. It's pretty much the same. I've been sitting on the couch learning guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going pretty well. I've learned a few songs and uh, the basics of playing guitar, and I have several more weeks to you know, get that down pat and really feel confident in my ability to play the guitar. Okay. So I've been really uh, doing some things to, uh, you know, better myself as a person, even though I'm ruined uh, physically. <laughs> so mentally, I've been keeping myself strong, not binging too much. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing that I did watch in my incapacitated state is uh, abducted in plain sight. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you've, if you haven't seen it, I'm assuming you haven't heard of I've the heard, buzz. I've heard, of what's yeah, I've been heard going about on. it, but I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, friend. When we get done recording, you gotta go watch this documentary. It is, it is crazy. And as a parent, I say I say this to you a lot because again, I don't have kids. No time soon. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. But you, as a parent, you'll watch this, and I think, you know, conservatively, like every two minutes, you'll be like, "What? I mean, this family uh, affairs." Uh, believing crazy lies, not wanting to tell the police things because of fear of their reputation. Just they failed their kids in so many different types of ways. It was pretty astounding. Like it was like you, the, about the about the worst parenting I've ever seen. So the kids were abducted. I'm guessing it has one, nothing to do with that. One one kid was abducted. One specific kid was in front of them or something like that. Yeah, by a okay. family friend. Okay. That they allowed to come. Oh, it's. I don't even want to get into it too much because I don't want to spoil it for you. But just, I mean, no, I the way. Just imagine if you had four kids, mm -hmm. and then you had a family friend. Let's even say it was me to make it more realistic. So mm -hmm. you have four kids, and I'm the family friend. Mm -hmm. I come over, but we didn't. We haven't known each other since we were kids. I'm like a new guy in the neighborhood. Okay. And I buddy up to the family. I have. I have kids too. Your kids are around the same age as my kids. We're all hanging out. I come over for dinner, bring my family over. Everything's all good. I'm you're Uncle just, Alvin now. You're just a neighbor. Yeah. Wow. I'm, well, I'm just, just let's just pretend that let's pretend okay. that we hit it off and we both all like right. LeBron James and you're like, he's a cool guy. Sure. So let's, yeah, we, right. our families go to bowling together and shit like that. We're all good. Mm. And then I go, yeah, man, uh, we're just such good family, man. You know, the, your, your kids call me Uncle Alvin. And then I go, man, Sophia's just so cute. Uh, let me take her specifically to go ride horses. Not all the kids mm -hmm. and not all my kids. Mm -hmm. Just one of the kids and not y'all. <laughs> so I mean, one of my kids and your kids go horse No, riding. one of my one of your kids and me. Oh. <laughs> not, not me. Like, hey, man, I'm going to come pick her up after school. I'll come get her out of school and then I'll take her. I'll bring her back before dinner. Was this a boy? It's a girl. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a girl. And the family was like, I mean, all right. And that was it. And then so began a relationship where this guy would come. He came in, he built, He the girl shared a room with her sister. Mm. The guy came in and was like, you know something, man? Those girls are getting kind of old. They shouldn't be sharing a room, right? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll build a wall in between where they're the, in their room. Mm -hmm. Now you got two rooms in your house. Your property value goes up. I'm just looking out for y'all. But he did that so he could isolate her and then come into her room at night, sneak in through a window or something, and molest her. And these were white people. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Look, man, black people get molested too. I uh, don't, don't. Do I'm that. not Let's talking not... about. I'm not talking about the molested part. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I don't horses. No. Then what? Come on, man. If you're gonna say it, man, say Come it. Don't on, let's be, let's not be around the bush, man. Let's not. Let's Come not. Let's not. Do you know what I mean? Like then that. I don't know. 
come on, man. You see, you see this going on with a black family, man. No, no. But again, mm. I, I, it could happen. Let me, let me pitch you a different scenario, and this is not to insinuate okay. things about the black community. Mm-hmm. But I am from it, and I and speak from personal experience because I am a child, a product of a single home, a yeah. single parent home. Uh-huh. Uh, a man befriends my mother mm-hmm. under the guise of "I like you." Mm-hmm. Really, he likes me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm 13, chubby, adorbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> got a little, got a little Buddha belly. And he's he's feeling the vibes that I'm putting off, but he convinces my mom like, hey, yeah, you know, let's go to Outback Steakhouse. I get you a steak medium well, how you mm-hmm. like it, you know. And then I'll take your son. We can go shoot some hoops because you know you gotta, there's no dad in the house. I need a father figure. And she's like, yeah, this guy's great. He uh-huh. likes me. Da 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 da. Here's access to my child. Mm-hmm. That could go down for sure. Has gone down and definitely is probably more prevalent than people will admit in the black community. A lot of single uh, parent homes, more female than male, but male too, that can get preyed upon by someone who can seem like a knight in shining armor, but really just wants to molest your kids. Mm. This that can happen to white families as well. I'm sorry. Hey, man, look, we're not here to talk about my personal life, you know? (laughs) Um, So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to move on to the next subject. And uh, what I, I don't think we should. I think uh, we should talk about this. Nah, uh, no. So right, that's abducted cool. in plain sight. Check it out when you get a chance, if you want. <laughs> uh, great documentary. Highly recommend to anybody listening. Um, and uh, lastly, before we jump into the good vibes, I want to make a quick comment. People have been tagging us in uh, what allegedly happened to that actor Jesse uh, Smollett from Empire. Um, I ch- have been choosing not to speak on that because. From the moment I heard that story, it sounded a little shaky to me. I don't believe that that man wasn't attacked in any kind of way. I don't believe that at all. But the story had a lot of holes in it from what I heard from the beginning, and it's kind of starting to have more holes in it as it goes along. And and if and I'll be the first person that if it turns out that it's true. So basically, Jesse Jesse Smollett uh, was allegedly beaten in Chicago. Thrown, bleach was thrown on him and he had a noose put around his neck by guys and they said this is MAGA country and they all had ma- red hats on it's white people uh huh yeah this is, is but they can't find the footage and uh there's a reddit thread that's saying like uh he was coming from a gay club and he was messing with somebody's boyfriend and that boy that man and his posse I don't uh, you know mm. gay guys are gangs too a gang of his gay gay boyfriends mm-hmm friends were like who the fuck is this guy messing with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and they followed him and they jumped him this is alleged this is all alleged but that makes more sense than not being able to find footage and who's this is maga country you know how like when sometimes you might hear a story about like uh in in wisconsin some black people spray painted blacks rule on a building it's like mm-hmm. black people don't say that yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> black people don't say that a white person did that so they could go yeah black people look what black people did to this neighborhood mm-hmm. fuck black people and again i'm not saying that this is what this is i'm just saying i'm not quick to jump out and people are really um you know how you know how social media where everybody oh, prayers and uh this is what's wrong with this country and this is what's wrong with this country because this does happen. Mm-hmm. And I pray to God that this man did not lie about what happened. All I'm saying is the story, I want to hear more facts about the story before I jump out and go, you know, this is Donald Trump's fault and da-da-da-da-da because this, this actually does happen to people. Black people and gay people are targets of people of hate groups and, and are attacked for who they are and, and, and all these kind of things. But if somebody's lying about that, that's not cool. And it gives the people 
who already don't believe that this stuff happens, that gives them a, a ammunition to go, see, that guy lied. So they all lie. People aren't getting beat up by guys in red hats. Mm. But it is happening, but I don't know if it, if it was this case. And if, I, if I'm wrong, if the video comes out, because he says he's sticking by his story, if I'm wrong, I will come out and fully apologize and, 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 and I wish nothing but good health on this man because he was beat up. Is he publicly gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You never watched Empire? I, I don't watch that show. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very corny show. Oh, okay. But I uh, thought I thought this was like a you know, him trying to hide him being gay or something. No, no, no. He is openly okay. gay, All and right. he's his character on the show is gay. All right. So it's mm-hmm. just been a lot of fishy things, and I don't want to jump out on a ledge because I you know I've done that in the past as a kid. Like I was the first one on. Remember Coney twenty twelve? You yeah. remember that? Yeah. I was the first one to be like, man, all these kids are getting, I'm going to go buy a bracelet. I didn't, but I was sharing the link like, (laughs) we got to contribute, scam. You know what I mean? I jumped out on the ledge too many times to be, oh, no, that was wrong. You're wrong. Mm. That's that's not how that happened. So I'm in 2019, I want to look for more facts before I just jump out the window and condemn somebody or want to cancel somebody or any of that kind of stuff that's kind of just become the culture of America today. You kind of, you know, stuff becomes true before it's truth. Did he say they had red hats on? He said they had red hats on at 2 o'clock in the morning, a noose on deck, bleach on deck, and beat him, put a noose around him, and he didn't call the police for like an hour. And he kept the noose around his neck. Somebody That's... put a noose around your neck when you walk out of here right now. You're going to keep the noose around your neck till the police show up for to eat, for evidence? Come on, man. I just, I, I'm not, and I don't even want to keep talking about it because it's going to make me sound more like I fully believe he's lying. Uh, but some of the stuff like that is like, come on. I mean, really, man? Like, that sounds super fishy. It sounds way more plausible that uh, you were being a dirty Mac and creeping around with somebody's dude mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. fucked you they up. They jumped you. Yeah, you know, but I don't, again, I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's the word that that is what he's trying to cover up with this story. That's the That's the word. On the internet. Mm. So, and I don't know which one is true. That's all I'm saying. I don't know which one is true. So I'm not going to commit to one side before we see the video or get more facts or anything like that. So prayers to Jesse Smollett. I wish him a speedy recovery because at the end of the day, he was beaten up by people. Mm. And that's not okay. Right. Uh, But with that being said, it's been, uh, we missed an episode. I'm sorry, guys. I was not feeling well from my surgery. And I couldn't record last week. But we're back. You know what it's time for. Let's get into this goodbye. Good, 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 good vibration. That's right, folks. Welcome to another Good Vibe segment. Fran, sit back. I want to get this out of the way first and foremost. So I want to jump out and go first, okay? I want to give a quick... Not quick. I want to give a beautiful shout out to a lovely woman named Candace Payne. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been hearing about, I know you said it was cold, but I'm, I don't know if you heard about the polar vortex mm. that's been happening in the Midwest. So like Chicago, Illinois, maybe Iowa. I'm not really sure what other states, but like Chicago specifically, they were getting temperatures like negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit, Damn. like craziness, pipes freezing. A guy put a video up of he took a steamy shower. And when he came out of the shower, I guess his shower is close to the front door, uh, and it was just snow on his do- and on his door. <laughs> it's like all the steam froze because of the cracks in the door, hit Damn. the cold, and the steam turned into snow. Inside the house? Inside the house. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it was some uh, day after tomorrow shit going on this week. 
Uh, still continuing to go on. Temperatures have been insane. I think it's been, at, I've heard reports of like up to negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit, Damn. where it's like, you're just staying in the house. Yeah. That's a state of emergency. Somebody, I'm not going to work. Somebody was on the radio talking about, work is um, I think, uh, what's the, what is it, 104.3, the Kane show or uh-huh. something, they yeah, was talking Kane about, um, I think he's from Ohio, I think, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, some, one of his oh, family, yeah, yeah. one of his, one of his families like blew up some, some bubbles and it like froze. Oh yeah, and it's, it it's hit some, the ground and like broke. I was it's like, some Elsa, this? it's some Elsa shit going on outside, <laughs> man. It's some frozen Elsa shit going on outside. That's shit crazy. Is, shit is crazy. Anyway, Candace uh, took her own personal savings and rented out twenty motels oh, I saw for this. homeless yeah. people that were living on the streets because, um, as. I have to admit that is the first thing I usually think about. There's not much that I've really ever done about it, except I, you know, I've like I have like cold weather gear in my car or something like that. So I've like offered a homeless guy like if I give him a dollar and I might be like I don't I don't, I don't wear this coat anymore. Take this jacket, you know what I'm saying? But like I haven't like gone to Marshalls and bought fifty coats and given them. You know I haven't done like the most high level of you know uh, 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 philanthropy and mm-hmm. given and given. Major leaders. Like, I've never put myself in jeopardy for people I don't know. Where I'm like, ah, I got a thousand saved. I'm going to go blow the whole thousand on the homies. Mm. By homies, homies, I mean homeless people. and uh, <laughs> The homies. Yeah, the homies. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go blow that on the homies and put them up for three days. Mm. And she actually started a bit of a movement mm-hmm. where other people are getting involved and they've rented, up up to, rented out up to like 60 rooms in this motel complex to homeless people for a couple nights just to get off the streets for a couple nights, you know? Because uh-huh. you can't, you don't have, you you can't ruin your own life to help somebody, but a minor inconvenience, maybe you don't get, you know, those shoes this month. Maybe you don't get whatever kind of miscellaneous expense that you have. Mm-hmm. You inconvenience yourself a little bit and, and get, do something for somebody that they're going to remember for the, re- for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this video that I saw a few years ago that started spiraling around recently of this black guy, I can't remember what city he was in, and he was just saying how... The worst part about being homeless is like the way people treat you. You know what I mean? Like you're inconvenienced or like you don't have any dignity, like you're an animal. And he's like, I'm a human being, you know? And he died uh, in December, I believe. You know, he died last month. And this video, I always thought this video was so beautiful because it was like, that's the most true part. Like I remember one time I, I gave a guy a dollar and I said, God bless. And I shook his hand mm-hmm. and the gratitude he had more so for the handshake than the dollar, just being like, thank you for like, touching me like people won't even they'll like give me the dollar with their two fingertips and you know with the window half down you know like (laughs) thank you for talking to me Uh, and just treating me like a person because that's what they are so you going and getting a little inconvenience to change somebody's life maybe inspire them to go yeah man look they got this electricity in this room Mm -hmm. power i'm gonna get a job or i'm gonna go to a shelter or i'm gonna go to rehab maybe they are on the streets because you know their family gave them an ultimatum, and they go. They chose drugs over their over their family, mm-hmm. and being three nights of, of being in a warm motel and the kindness of a stranger turns that person into oh I'm I need to change my I want to turn my life around. That person inspired me to be better, you know. So I just thought it was this beautiful thing that Candace did. That hey, twenty motels is not cheap, mm-hmm. but it is a gesture that is bigger than the twenty ho- motel rooms, you know. Even though that is big in itself, mm. the gesture is way bigger than that. And it inspires people to want to contribute and also... Because, you know, in this, in this fucking viral time we live in, good. I'm, you, yeah, Candace got on the news. So if you're not a good person, you just want to get on the news, and maybe you have some money to spend, go buy 
40 homeless people some ho some hotel rooms and you can get on the news. It, at the very least, maybe it inspires that, mm -hmm. you know, because I like to think it inspires people because it's a beautiful act. But some people just want to get on. But if you know how, you know, uh, Bad Baby and all these people we talked about on here for stupid shit, maybe this will <laughs> this will be like the hashtag. Yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe this will <laughs> maybe this will be like you know the hashtag help a homie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hashtag help a homely. Yeah. And 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 that becomes the next wave. Uh, I hope I pray for that, and and I want the credit to go to Candace Payne mm -hmm. every time because if this kicks off and fucking uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow buys a whole motel. Of a hundred rooms for homeless people for the hashtag help a homely challenge. I want it to be known that Candace Payne did it first. Yeah. And she didn't do it because she wanted publicity. She did it to help people and the publicity just came. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Candace Payne. What you did was beautiful. And it seems like you're sparking a bit of a little movement. And let's hope that the movement grows and people continue to give out of the kindness of their hearts. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, beautiful, genuine people out there, but I don't know if I can do that, man. I get it. I get it. It's 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 a lot to say to yourself. I'm gonna hurt my own uh, pockets and good fortune and whatever whatever's going on great in my life. I'm gonna hinder that for somebody I don't know. Yeah, that and too, but also it's like I mean, would somebody do that for me? Uh, it's just it's a lot. But for that's me, the thing, man. When you when you do I gestures just can't, like that, I can't. When you do gestures like that, you can't think about that. Because they I mean, probably I've done it. I've done that. I've, I mean, I've done, you know, yeah. Yo, sure. Yeah. I'm we but, both have done that. Yeah. We've never gotten 20 motels for a home. That's what I, that, you that know what I'm part saying? is. Like, I'm saying at the highest level, I agree with you on a, I don't, we don't think about that when we give about a, a bottle of water to somebody yeah. or a dollar, but I've, I've never done a grand gesture. I never got 40 book bags for, I never sponsored a, a classroom of inner city kids, even though I feel like personally, I'm very passionate about the public school mm -hmm. system for chill, for children. I, I feel like I'm very po uh, 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 passionate about after school programs for inner city youth, but have I gone and tried to open up a PAL center or mm -hmm. gone and started a petition, like bring PAL centers back or let's have more boys and girls clubs or bought book bags for kids or bought snacks for kids after school to like, hey, I'm here, boots on the ground because this is what I believe in. No, I just kind of talk to talk. But to walk to walk is a whole different kind of thing because yeah. stuff like that comes up where you go, but yeah. would somebody, mm -hmm. would they do that for me? Mm -hmm. You know, what it, what, are, what are they doing with the stuff that I'm giving? That, all that kind of stuff, you kind of just ha got to have a different mentality when you go all in like that because yeah. you can't think like that. I, if I had the money, I would. Cause public schools are shit, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, for sure. if I had the money, I I would definitely do the highest of the highest shit like that. Oh I, yeah, you I gotta would. give back. I man. would. That's why, and I, I'm not. This isn't even political, but this is genuinely what I believe. Uh, I don't agree with everything that this lady AOC is talking about, Alexander Ocasio Cortez. She is a congresswoman, and she's proposing some very liberal ideas. But the idea that a bunch of people who make, you know. $100,000 a year or less have rallied behind this idea of like, fuck that lady. She wants to tax people after their $10 million a year? What if I make $10 million? You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. And you, your millionaires have talked you into thinking that giving, once you've gotten to such a point of excess, is like un-American and is hurting you as a person who is an average person me and sierra combined as far as taxes as far as taxes so basically what she's saying is after your 10 million dollar a year uh -huh. you would get taxed at about a 70 percent tax rate 
for every dollar you make after that. Higher than the middle class, in the, you mean? If 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 you make $10 million Tens, okay. after your 10 millionth dollar in right. that year. Oh, okay. Not if you have $10 million in your bank account. Mm-hmm. If you've made $10 million this year, then your next million, 70% of it will go to taxes. Help this help the roads, help public schools, help fund, you know, Medicare for all these all these kind of things. You know? So I just think that that's crazy that the people that have become the mob of saying that's like socialism and that's anti American and all this kind of stuff will never see ten million dollars, let alone make ten million dollars in a year. Mm. You know? So I don't think that uh boo hoo for the person that makes ten million dollars a year and then after that they get taxed more. Why are we all like Hey man, lay, lay off that guy that just made $10 million this year. Like what? Me and Sierra combined make, might make $100,000 a year some years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never, that will never affect me. And if it did, I would humbly be like, yeah, I made 10 million. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I made $10 million this year. I'm good. And I've been making $10 million a year for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm super good. And, you know, that's a little bit of a rant, but that's just, I just, you got to give back, man. That's just how I feel. If you have it. If I had it in my bubble, yeah. Hey, homely, go get you a Slurpee. Mm-hmm. You know, I got you. That's my way of giving. That's my 70% tax rate where it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I had a good check this week. Hey, man, here, here's $10. Go get you a sandwich or something yeah. like that. I, you know? I, I'm with you. Just, I wish, I, you know, every day I think about it. That lady that's on Perrin Parkway. With the roses, yeah. One day I'm gonna buy her whole card. Oh, I and it would be. It I would think feel about it all great, time. right? One day I'll do that. I'm. I'll promise you, I'll do that one day. I believe she'd you. be out there when it's rent. I was every time I walk right past that, I'm like, I'm gonna buy her I whole card. I believe you, day. and that would be a beautiful gesture. No phone, no. Just I'm. I'm not doing this to show people I did it. I appreciate you being out here. Yeah, selling flowers, watermelons, whatever those people are out there selling. You know what I mean? You buy the whole cart, that's a flex. And she would be blown away by that. Yeah. So I hope that you get to do that. So I hope you get to feel what that feels like to do something so selfless. I really hope that for you. Because it's probably an amazing feeling. I don't know what it feels like to be like, hey, man, what you selling? Sneakers? Give me all your bootleg sneakers, Mr. Homeless Man. And he's just like, what? And then <laughs> I just changed his life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, friend. That was my good vibes. Got a little rambly on that, but uh, that was good though, man. Yeah. I, I'm glad you did that one because I saw that, um, I saw that on the news app, and I read about it. But beautiful story. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you went on with that. So my good vibe story this week is about Trevor Strasberg, mm-hmm. who is the CEO of Humble Design. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is is a nonprofit uh company which designs houses for these homeless people that actually get housing uh-huh. and they have no furniture. So what she does is she, she gets, she meets up with these people, right. talk to them, uh-huh. see what they like. And she put the furniture in these people's houses. Okay. So it's like a, um, you know, home makeover, but you know, what, what minus the home, minus the home. Yeah. It's just all furniture. That's beautiful, man. Cause, uh, furniture is not cheap to furnish a whole house. No, it's no joke. No. Cause you, it, you know, you never think about it until it's like, Oh, I need a nightstand. All that little shit that like really brings the room together. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I got a bed. I don't have a box, uh, a bed frame, right? Or uh, a nightstand, or curtains. Mm-hmm. All that kind of shit adds up, man. I didn't see in the story, but what if she uses like, because you know people throw away a lot of shit. Oh, I'm sure a lot so of what it if is she uses donated and stuff. Donate, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm sure. That's I'm sure. That's especially awesome. it being not non for profit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Americans are, but they they are wasteful. Yeah. 
So very much so. Yeah, that's like what um, we're famous for. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but also the company is they also partner with Clorox, so they go into the, before they put the you can't just go in the house and just put shit all over yeah, the place. Yeah, dusty. They they clean it mm-hmm. thoroughly, clean it, and dusty. then you know it's just like. Move that. Well, it's not really move the bus, but you know, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> you really know? love home makeover, man. Yeah. <laughs> is that one of your faves? Yeah, I love that yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. It's a good show, man. Yeah, I guess yeah. what it's like, open the door or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You're going blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go in. All this beautiful French all over the place is clean, sparkling. And then. How you want to see your house. Yeah. yeah. So it was a study um, that they did that was saying that, I guess it's like. 80 or 90% of these people that get these homeless people that get these houses, uh-huh. they have no furniture. So within a year, yeah. they're back on the street because they really don't have no motivation or they, yeah. they don't come home to anything. It's pretty you know? much like it's, being homeless, except you just have walls. You just have, yeah, you just have a roof and a floor, some heat, I guess. Yeah. AC, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, I figured to me personally, that would want, want me to keep my house. Yeah, but, but uh, I could see. I could see it less being like, uh, man, fuck this. It's yeah. better on the streets as opposed to like, uh, you know, I don't have a lamp in my room. Yeah. Like, I'll just I'll stay out a little late tonight. And then you stay out late. Mm-hmm. Maybe you fall in with the wrong crowd again that you yeah. were trying to get away from. You do drugs one time. A lot of these government programs require you to not fail drug tests, require you to not have people in your house. Mm-hmm. And maybe because you have such a squatter kind of house mm-hmm. you let those seedy people in your seedy looking house yeah and then you know people that ride by and keep an eye on it because that's what they do keep an eye on these government house they go uh you're not allowed to have seedy p- people in these houses mm-hmm. so you're kicked out yeah. you know stuff anything like that could happen yeah so uh, yeah I, I think that that's great to um like make somebody's house beautiful yeah also you're not turning this house into a home. So I think that's what the, what the, what the big thing is. Yeah, for sure. Because it's one thing to just like live in a house that the government gave you. Yeah. But to come home and there's pictures on the wall and, 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 and you know, it kind of feels like your taste. Yeah. It feels like it's your it's yours. Yeah. It's your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah exactly. You come home, I'm throwing myself on the couch, I'm going to lay yeah. down. That's the problem with a lot of Section 8 houses, man, is that like, like Section 8 houses and like... Uh, like uh, high rise, mm-hmm. you know, they're pissing the elevator and all this kind of stuff. And there's yeah, other man. problems besides this, what, what what this lady is trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is like, not my elevator. You know what I mean? It's not my building. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's not mine. You but know, if you feel like it's yours, you won't throw trash on your lawn. Yeah, you, you, know? you know what's that? You now that you said that yesterday, uh, I was at work and it was a. Uh, I got like these. I got they call cluster boxes. Okay. So it's it's a rental it's a rental complex. Uh-huh. So I'm over there doing my job, and this lady come by and says, "You know, um, you have a package." I was like, "Yeah, I put one in the box. You have my other one." I'm like, "I don't, I don't have it. This is the only one I got for right now." Yeah. So she, well, I gotta go to work. She all upset or whatever. So she had some junk mail in her box. She took the junk mail out, and she you could hear like, <sighs> rip it up. And she closed the box and walked away and just threw. I was like, just like threw it into the air. Just threw it to the air. Wow, and I'm her house. Like, yeah. Wow. Was it a was it an apartment complex? It's a townhomes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Some people just still, don't have pride though. in it. I would never litter in front of my own house. I would never litter in front of anybody's house, but especially not my shit. And I would be offended if somebody else did it. Even if you're renting or you own, it doesn't. It's yours. You have a sense of pride, you know. I was like, this shit just really just. It's people that don't, I was man. Like, that's... It's, it's people that just they don't have any sense of like I don't own anything 
and the stuff that I do own, you could go into a you could go into a house of somebody that's like renting a room, mm-hmm. and the whole house might be a mess, but just their room is nice, yeah. you know, because it's like this is my stuff. Is that what you said though? I don't say mine. I don't yeah, care. exactly. It's like I I just rent this room. I don't give a shit about how the porch looks. I mean, come on. Stuff like that, man. I, I just rent this unit in this apartment complex. I don't give a shit if it's chicken wing boxes out on the steps of the apartment <laughs> complex. It's not my apartment complex, you know? Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot of people like that. And this lady seems it seems like she's trying to combat that by saying, let's make these people feel like this is their home mm-hmm. and give them a sense of pride and give them a drive to like want to go out and go to work so they can keep the lights on and stay in this house and really feel like... I own something that's like, I'm proud to own this. Yeah. That's my couch, and that's yep. my TV. And look at those, you know, little weird knickknacks on the shelves. I'll, this is mine. It's beautiful mm. in here. Yeah, this is me. Yeah. As opposed to some bare-ass just house with nothing, you know? So. Yeah. I, but, yeah, this, the Lady Trigger Strasburg, uh, which is another thing, a good point is, like, she's not doing this. is not for money. Yeah. This is all because she wanted to do this, and she wants to help out. Which I think is is awesome. It's not it's not all about the money all the time. It's not, so. and, and 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 it feels beautiful to give back to people. You know, it it, it feels amazing. I I couldn't imagine what it what it would be like to like start a movement or do something that to that scale, mm-hmm. like Candace did or like Trigger did. You know, like doing things that really kind of shift a conversation of like. I'm trying to do something to change how people feel, yeah. not one person. Mm. I might can give somebody a Gatorade, but to like change people's emotions about things like oh yeah i guess if i if people did have a sense of pride in their home maybe they'd want to work harder you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff oh yeah it is really cold outside like we should really think more about homeless people like that kind of thing is it's got to just warm your whole body yeah. man beautiful cool beautiful shout out to those two queens yep. queens shout out to them amazing beautiful love it amazing great good to be back i'm, I'm i feel good to be talking about stuff again <laughs> I'm, I'm just really excited to be back on the microphone uh, it's love, been a while. Man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Love Candace. Love Trigger. You know, uh, cool name. Um, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break. I want to take us out with a special shout out because this is my favorite song right now. And although I do know the person personally, it is not because I know him personally. It's because it's a great song. Uh, I want to leave you guys with a song by the band Greasy Hands uh, off their new album. But uh, this song, Girl was performed by Mr. Les Green. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and listen to Girl. Let us know what you guys think on, you know, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Let us, let us know what you think of the song. Get it on iTunes and all that other kind of stuff. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit for the first time in a while. So stick around. And you Play. Girl, I love 
All right, and welcome back. Before we jump into the fucked up shit, I want to give a quick shout out. We did receive a package. We didn't have time to do mail time, plus we opened it beforehand, so we'd be pretending to be surprised. And that's not what we do here, man. We don't fake the funk. I'm not going to pretend to be uh, shocked on this podcast. So I want to give a quick shout out to the lovely Rachel Renshaw and her beautiful husband, Jory, and their beautiful uh, mulatto family, I believe is what they are. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. I think that's just, you know, you guys are kind of just brown and, and, and white and modern family looking and uh rachel contributes a lot on uh the facebook profile and uh talks and communicates with everybody she's super nice i don't really know her husband very well if he's a member but he is included in the gift so i would assume he listens so shout out to you as well jory you're a handsome fella uh they sent us two they sent us four boxes of captain crunch yeah and we each get two flavors. Yep. Uh, the first one was a ridge, which is always good, and it doesn't cut the roof of your mouth. You're a fucking liar, whoever came up with that rumor. And uh, Captain Crunch Chocolatey Berry Crunch, which me and Fran discussed. And when we do do the next cereal and cereal, which is coming next month, again, guys, listen, I was under the knife, okay? My leg was opened up and things were repaired, so I didn't, we didn't get around to doing cereal and cereal this month. But we will... Do Serial and Serial next month, and we are watching Gone Girl, Fran, as I said well, before Christmas. What, this month? Next, well, it's February. Yeah. Yeah, touche. <laughs> there will be a Serial and Serial this month of February. Black History Month, pal. Um, and uh, uh, so we got some chocolatey berry crunch to try out for this month, and I uh, really appreciate that. Uh, so thank you again to Rachel and Jory. You guys are awesome and beautiful family. Love you guys very much. And uh, they called us superstars in the note, which was very sweet. Um, Fran, the floor is yours. Thank you. So my affirmative murder this week is Ronald Gray. Mm. Have you heard of Ronald Gray before? I think that was the main character in Fifty Shades of Gray. Is that like this? Is it no, sexual? No. Uh, I mean, I, the bad way. Okay, well then, all right, well, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to see the picture of this guy. I'm going to bolster it, but this guy's ugly. Oh. It's a real, like a monkey. Oh, that's racist. No. I mean, he does, though. Well, if you were white and you said that, <laughs> this would be the end of our podcast. <laughs> this would be the last podcast. But I'm had. not, so... Right, well, I'm not black, black, black privilege, I guess, you know? Yeah. We can get to call each other monkeys. So, Ron, Ronald Gray, um, obviously, he's an American serial killer and Is rapist. It though? I mean, he could be from another country. Uh, not this one. You said, you, said, you, you, you said obvious. Obviously. Well, I mean, if he. I'm doing the story, so that's why I said obvious. But I'm just saying he could be from another country, man. Let's not be exclusionary. Okay, whatever. Um, who was a rapist? Oh. Whose right. convictions included four counts of murder, wow. one count of attempted murder, and eight counts of rape. Jesus. That's why I said not a Yeah, not in a, not good, a way. good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, definitely not. So Gray was born in Cochran, Georgia, but grew up in Liberty City. A uh Liberty City, a public a public housing project in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. He enlisted at age eighteen, uh, which was in nineteen eighty four. Okay. And was ins- and was assigned to the Target Acquisitions Battery. Field artillery, I hate this word. Is it field artillery bat, battling? Battalion. 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 I don't know anything about uh, the hey, military. Man. So, yeah, that's that. As, Let trans people serve. Yeah. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to get on my soapbox. Oh, all right. Yeah. You want to continue? Or? No, no, no. I'm just saying that that came down the pike, pipeline again. We talked about that. And it's like, like you just said, we don't know shit about military. Yeah. I'm not signing up. So if somebody wants to sign up and do that job. Let them. Be my guess. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Let him, because I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, 
At the time of his arrest, he was stationed at Fort Bragg near Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he was he was a cook assigned to the 3rd Battalion, 504th Parachute Infantry. Man, I don't know. A lot of stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, if you was to sit here and talk about this, I'll be like, um, for, this is foreign language to me. Well, yeah, I, my, my, you know, I, I think I told you about my uncle. He joined the services because he played a lot of Call of Duty. And he thought he could just, it translated. That's a terrible idea. Very much so. And he got through basic training, and he was going to go do parachute school or whatever, mm-hmm. and he rolled his ankle, and they were like, you can either do basic training again, or we'll let you out. He's like, yeah, I'll not, because he had already regretted going oh. by the time he got to that point. But he's like, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just leave. Because they were, they, they were going to make him do basic <laughs> training again, because uh. he like rolled his ankle at the like the last thing you do before you graduate. Mm-hmm. So he was like, just let me go. But he'll still call himself like I served and stuff like that. That doesn't count. Well, if you knew my uncle, you wouldn't. It, <laughs> you could tell him that, and it wouldn't make any difference to you if you said it to his face. He'd still call you like a cuck or something. Oh, all right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I served. Yeah, that's the kind of energy he has. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. I mean, I guess. Uh, so yeah. So he was in the five hundred four parachute infantry. He held rank of. Specialist E4. Again. Hey, good on you. Yeah, I don't know good anything about that. Good for him. During his court martial, his mother, Lizzie Hurd, I think it's a great name. Lizzie? Yeah. Uh, and his sister testified that he had been abused by his stepfather as a child. Mm. Colonel David Armitage, a m- military forensic psychiatrist, also tested testified that in Gray's early life, he, he had experienced fairly substantial socioeconomic depri- deprivation, mm-hmm. multiple male figures in the home. I mean, that's not his fault. Yeah. Lizzie. I brought it up know. earlier, man. These situations, this, I bet you she was a single mom. Hey, this is exactly what I just talked about 20 minutes ago. I bet you she was a single mom, and this, you know, a guy comes along, seems like a nice guy, name's probably like Mr. Mike or something like that, <laughs> and, and, and Mr. Mike seems like a good guy, could potentially be a great stepdad to Ronald, and he took her trust uh, took advantage of this lady's trust and sexually abused Ronald. You know, hey man, I'm yeah. gonna go take Ronald. We're gonna go. I'm gonna teach him some uh, some route drills for football season. Mm-hmm. And you know, took Ronald and did, did nasty things to Ronald, man. Mm. So sad. Watch who you bring your kids around, man. I'm not trying to place blame on anybody, but a lot of times it can just be as simple as that. It's just somebody being like, I trust this person, or you know, hey, what's the worst that could happen, or. Um, they're good. Any kind mm-hmm. of shit like that. No, don't put, don't leave people that are strangers around your kids. Yeah. Shit, you can't even leave people that are family around your kids, man. Yeah. Just, I, just, I don't kids, man. I don't, you know, it's crazy, man. But you just go, you just, you get so caught up in just life, and you, you once you build trust with people, yeah. it's like, And the craziest okay. part about that is, it takes, for me anyway, it takes so long to build up trust with people mm-hmm. and they can break it in, in two seconds. Yeah. Like for me to build up the trust for somebody to like be like, yeah, man, can you wa- house sit for me while I'm out of town mm-hmm. or watch my kid? I can only imagine. I don't even know that feeling, but like mm-hmm. even my dog, like I trust you enough to like let my dog come to your house because I'm mm-hmm. going somewhere and then you like, my dog dies on your watch. I'm, we're not friends anymore. I don't trust you ever again. But it took years for me to get to that point and one, yeah. one instant, instant, instance. To ruin it. Yep. That's the crazy thing about trust, man. You could break it in just two seconds, but it could take years to build. Yeah. It could take even longer to to try to rebuild that. Oh, if, yeah. Even or if never. You, yeah. If you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so again, he had multiple male figures in the home. 
multiple physical moves, living living in substandard poverty conditions, and circumstances where the electric the electric lights or electricity were turned off by the electric company, um, obviously because the bills weren't paid. Yeah. Um, he had a step a stepfather. Um, at one time, he was extremely abusive to his mother and a, and abusive to himself, using belts on him to the point of inflicting injury and drawing blood. And you know something? You said he looked like a monkey. Monkey see, monkey do. Oh, because he saw him, his mom getting mm-hmm. abused. And yeah, because right. you yeah. said he looked like a monkey. Yeah, because he does. Okay. Um, <laughs> so on April 27, 1986, Gray murdered a civilian. Linda Jean Coates, who was approximately 24 years old, on December 11th, 1986, Gray abducted, raped, and murdered a second civilian, Tammy Colfer Wilson, who was age 18, and on December 15th, 1986, um, Gray abducted, raped, sodomized, and murdered Private Laura Lee Vickery Clay. Now. Oh, jeez. Somebody that was also in the She was in the military. Yeah. So I'm guessing he used his higher rank, quote unquote, because a private is low rank. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until you know I went on this little right, bit. Right, he research. got it to his quarters. Bam. Yep. Um, hey man, that listen. Did you finish the R. Kelly shit? No, I didn't. That power dynamic shit, man, is it's real, bro. Like I'm telling you, man. Like I really watching that documentary has really changed my idea of like, oh man, what what's wrong with the the manager of the Bill Bateman's? Hooking up with the with the hostess, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that being like, you know, if they're both fucking each other, because they like each other, whatever. But you don't know why that hostess might have initially fucked that guy. Even if they like each other now, she might have fucked him initially because he's her boss, yeah. and she didn't want to make things weird or get fired or whatever or promotion. Exact or that you know, even for gain, mm-hmm. even if it's not always negative, even if it's for something positive for her, it's you have leverage over the person. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't equal 100% consent because it's kind of weighed consent because it's like, I mean, I don't want to, but I will. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, that's 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 crazy. I mean, that's just that's just my guess. But, I'm, I mean, that, that, it, it is a guess, and right. we don't specialize in facts here, so we, right. can, we can take a second to kind of speculate. And if he ranks higher than her, yeah. that's that's easily, hey, meet, hey, private, mm-hmm. come to my quarters. Yep. And that's that's, e- that's that's way less work than having to like, sneak up on her in the dark, you know? Mm-hmm. You can get her somewhere alone using your rank. Yeah. Uh, then on January 3rd, 1987, he raped and attempted to murder Private Mary Ann Lang Nemeth, um, who was age twenty, three. So these were young girls. Yeah, probably just a yeah, fresh, fresh in. Yeah, yep. So three days later, on January the sixth, he raped, sodomized, robbed, and murdered third civilian Kimberly Ann Ruggles, who was twenty three. So we got two civilians and two mem- military members. Uh, yep. Wow. Yep. How do you yep. get away with that? Like, with two people like that are in your battalion or in your you're, y'all are on the same base, and they both die? Yeah. You know? Like, that's crazy. And this is, what is it, April, December? April to two December. Two in December. One in April, two in December, and then two in January. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a spree. Yeah. He's just unleashed. So the third the third, the third victim, Victory, Vickery Clay disappeared from Fort Bragg on December 5th, 1986. Two witnesses saw her at a local Kmart. Kmart. Um, R.I.P. 
Yeah, <laughs> with a with a man later identified as Gray. Vickery Clay's car found was found the next morning a block from her home, appeared to have been driven through the woods, and the driver's seat was set was set back further than necessary for Vickery Clay to drive. Three of Gray's fingerprints were found on the hood of the car. Also, look, I'm, I hate to cut you off, but to all the female uh, you know, women listeners or men listeners, whatever, if you are doing dirt and you have somebody in that passenger seat, uh, as a man, I'm sure homosexual man, straight man, whatever, any man that gets in the passenger seat of their loved one, they notice if that seat is a, a, a skew. Yeah. So put that seat back to the setting that we had it at, or it's a wrap. You're not. That's that's might that might be one sneak. I'm not trying to tell people how to cheat. But I'm just letting you know if you are doing dirt, that is one thing that you could miss. My seat. If my seat is, if I get in my girl's car and the seat is way back, touching the back seat, you know something's no, up. Somebody, you had a six three dude in yeah, here. Yeah, same you for know? me. Cause I don't lean back in the seat when I. Yeah, my shit shouldn't be. You can't see it when you <laughs> you can't see the seat when you get in the car because it's all the way back past the windows. Yeah. No, and not to get off uh, track here, is that a thing though? I don't know. Like the dudes do that? Yeah. Some dudes like to just be way cranked back, especially in the That's what I'm saying, seat. though. But why? Why? My question is, why is it a thing, though? I don't know. It's so bad for you, like your sciatica. And it's, just bad, it's just bad for your back, man. Like, it's not good. But some it. people just like to be look cool. I guess. <laughs> hey, man, if you're fucking some other dude's girl, you might feel pretty cool. Or if you're fucking some other dude's dude, you might feel pretty so cool. You, so you get that, that like, privilege of leaning the seat back. back. <laughs> Take me to Wendy's. Got somebody else's girl taking you to Wendy's, buying you food. You might feel a certain kind of way. Yes. You know. Uh, <laughs> just don't get it, man. It's bad for your back. Um, so, yeah. But in this, this driver's seat was was leaned back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his fingerprints were found in the hood. Either he didn't care or, two, he forgot. Nobody's going to check the hood, maybe. That's what they thought in this, this second season of Making a Murderer. But it's turning <laughs> out from me watching it that they did check under the hood. And check un- they still think Check the hood? Still, check under the hood? They checked the hood for, like, DNA. Uh-huh. Under, like, you know, you lift it up if it's something goes bad. Check the battery or whatever. No, I'm talking about the hood of the car. Oh, the like the, the roof. roof. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Uh, damn. What was on the roof? The DNA was on the roof? No, it was on the hood. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But why was his hands on the... I don't know. Why was his hands on the hood, though? Hey, man, that's that's some of the tricks, man. You got to watch this Tech Bundy shit, man. Maybe not Tech Bundy's trick, but that's the tricks they do. Like, hey, man, let me check your... Let me check your... Uh, I don't know. Something's wrong with your car. Let me check. But they already took the battery out while you were in the house. So th- you're like, oh, my car won't turn on. He's like, oh, really? Let me see. They got the wires in their pocket already. They're just putting on a show... To earn your trust, hey, huh, huh? call back. We just talked about trust. They're earning your trust by, quote, unquote, helping you with your car. Mm. But they already got your spark plug in their pocket. They sabotaged your vehicle. But now they're like, oh, man, your car's broke. Well, you can get in my car, and I'll take you to a place, and we can get you a new battery. Murdered. For women out there, learn how to work a car. I don't know how to work a car. A dude can murder me. Somebody can tell me some bullshit. A dude can murder me. And I feel like the people at... uh, Jiffy Lube get over on me on the red. Yeah. They'll just be like, type some stuff in the computer and be mm-hmm. like, uh, let's see, you need new filters, new spark yep. plugs, uh, your uh, 
uh, cali- cali- calilytic uh, fluid is low, so I think <laughs> I recommend you putting some new calilytic fluid in there. Uh, you need new blinkers. You need new uh, alternating blinkers. Yeah. You need the third level blinkers that are underneath of those. That you, all those need to be mm-hmm. uh, converted. So if you got all that done today, it'd be about $2,500. I'm like, I came here for an oil change. Yeah, uh, this may be a little bit of a rant episode. But anyway, I went to Jiffy Lube. You, gotta, you know, Jiffy Lube, you don't have to get out. Uh-huh. You just pull in. Yeah. And they pop your hood open. They do your oil change when mm-hmm. they're under the thing. Yeah, you know your 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 filter thing is t- look is 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 dirty. Look, yeah, don't show he me. He could have pulled that out of yeah. his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> show me. Uh, here's one right here that I have. This is yours. All right. Well, hey, put, get a new one. Do I need it? All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. That's fifty dollars. Yeah, well, what it is is the air quality. If you're riding around with this right here, you might die. Okay. <laughs> well, then I guess I should have a new one. Then I don't know. Like, they'll be like, uh, actually, we got some coupons over here. Yeah, you know, some yep. bullshit. Let me, uh, I'll take 25% off that. Yep. And then, uh, you know, so it'll be about $100. Exactly I can't even spend $40. Yeah. I, I, they I, could have been doing all kinds of shit behind your hood. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Man. I wish I knew and took the time to learn how to change my own oil, but I'm not going to. Let's be no, honest. I'm not going to do I'm it. Not. So let's continue to get over on me. <laughs> <laughs> they get over everybody, man. I'm just here for oil change. Well, I would really recommend you changing your left blinker, man, because that's the ticket if you get pulled over. They okay, are making well a then. fortune. Yeah, well then, all right. Off well, me then. alone. <laughs> Keep Jiffy living business, man. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, they, again, they found his fingerprints on the hood of the car on January 17, 1987. A soldier discovered Vicky Clay's hat, Vicky Clay's body, half naked, mm. decomposed. Mm. In the woods of Fort Bragg. She At, had, on the base? Fort Bragg, I would imagine. Yeah, I, yeah. Shit. Uh, so she had been raped, sodomized, and shot in the neck, forehead, chest, and the back of the head. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's overkill. Extreme. Uh, yeah. So she had suffered blunt force trauma to various parts of her body. The murder weapon was a twenty-two caliber. Um, 22 caliber pistol that Gray had stolen in November 1986. Um, was found 60 feet from the victim's body. On January 3rd of 1987, Gray entered the the barracks room, which is like a, a room for soldiers, uh-huh. or tents and shit, mm-hmm. um, of Private Mary Ann Lang under the pretense of needing to use the bathroom. And he comes in like, Private, I'm going to use your bathroom. Yes, sir. They salute him. Yeah. You know, that, that, that power mm-hmm. he has really using it man yeah in the military you really can't say no you can't not really can't <laughs> you can't they will make you do push-ups or they can like report you there's threats of like you not listening to a superior officer so it's like it's not like you can be like well it's one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. i was about to go to bed it's like oh, okay and i'll stand right here with my hand on my head and i won't move and you know it's like mm. they have to do what you say yeah i couldn't be in the military no man, no. Like my mom is black. I grew up with a black mom. I got enough taste of a military. I don't need somebody else telling me what to do. You yeah. know, like, I'm good. I'm like, I what? Uh, so yeah, so he entered the barracks room of Private Marianne under the pretense of using the bathroom. So, I mean, he was he had that all planned out. She yeah. gotta let me use the bathroom. So, oh yeah, he's on a spree at this yeah. point. It's like he is just needing to kill yeah. constantly. Uh, once inside, Gray grabbed uh Nemeth, which is her last name, held a knife to her throat. Asked for her military field gear. Gray tied um, Mary Ann's hands behind her back, removed her underclothing, and raped her. Jesus Christ. Gray then stabbed her repeatedly in the neck and on on the side of her body Jeez. and threatened to return and kill her if she screamed. He already had stabbed her all these times? And yeah. He, was, he expected her to live? I'll be yeah. back? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, 
I mean, how do you not scream getting stabbed multiple times? I mean, God, I cannot even imagine. No. no. Uh, so she suffered a lacerated trachea mm. and a collapsed lung, but she survived. So shout out, strong, to her. strong. Shout out to her. Yeah. Um, when Gray's ph- photograph appeared in the news following his arrest for another crime, Marianne identified him as her assailant. On the evening of January 6, 1987, Kimberly Ann Ruggles, a local cab driver, was dispatched to pick up a passenger named Ron <laughs> uh, at Gray's address. In the, early, in, uh, in the early morning hours of January 7th, military police officers on routine patrol discovered Ruggles' empty cab parked at the edge of the woods, which looks super suspicious. For sure. Uh, her new body was discovered a short distance away. She had been raped, sodomized, beaten, and stabbed seven times. Jesus. Ruggles' mouth was gagged with a with a cloth belt that matched her pair that matched a pair of black karate pants other police officers had found in Gray's possession hours earlier. Karate pants. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so he was gr- dressing up in a gi to do all this to these women. I guess. That's crazy. Maybe he had it in his bag. He was, I don't know. He was going to karate class, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so Gray's fingerprints were on the interior door handle of Ruggles' taxi. And Ruggles' fingerprints were found on the money in Gray's possession. Gray's footprints were also found at the scene of the crime. Oh, they got him. I mean, so he didn't, he wasn't like. He wasn't being slick. Or yeah, no. I don't think he could if he even tried it. Yeah, he is. At this point, this dude's like, <laughs> his mind is broken. He's yeah. just, he's acting on pure, like, instinct. Just, yeah. like, to satisfy, like, a sexual desire. Constantly. It's crazy. Uh, I want to know what he was, why did they have him earlier? The police. On the day I don't know. Him. I really, I, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> hmm. Like, women that are in the military, more than one woman, it's like, okay, well, then it's probably somebody that knows the military women. Let's start to narrow this down. I don't know. But, like, where are we at now? April? Uh, That was in January. That was January. Oh, so then this is from April to January of the next year, whatever year. That's, I mean, six months. May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, Nine but, months? That's, yeah, that's kind of long. That's kind of long. Man. But Mary Ann, that happened in for January the 3rd. Kimberly happened January the 6th. Oh, geez. So I'm guessing at some point, the, I, the photographs didn't, it, it, didn't it wasn't out yet. Yeah. I'm guessing. Because I figured they would already have him on the radar by then if, if she identified him already. Yeah. But. And it's like he's a military person. You know where he lives. You have all his information. Yeah. Couldn't, maybe he's... Just he run around, he knows how, run. and he knows how to like survive in the woods because he's in the military. So he probably, yeah. you know, didn't have to go back home. So in November 1987, Gray pleaded guilty in Cumberland County Superior Court to 22 felonies: mm. two counts of second-degree murder of Colton Wilson, two counts of first-degree burglary, five counts of first-degree rape, five counts of first-degree sexual f- offense, um, one count of attempted first-degree rape. Three counts of second degree kidnapping. Jesus Christ. Two counts of robbery with a dangerous weapon. One count each of assault with the deadly weapon with intent to kill mm. and inflicting serious serious injury. So he was sentenced to eight life sentences, including three to be served concurrently. God damn. I'm to hear that shit in, in the court, I'd be like, I'd have passed yeah, out. Shit. Eight life terms? <laughs> 
That's well, he's not, a psychopath, you don't have a shot. so he probably Yeah, hey, yeah, he probably, you know, you know, they always try to get, there's cameras in there, so they try to get one last little, <laughs> I loved it. Some like, some shit like that, fuck mm-hmm. off. I hate, I love watching when it goes how you just said, like, I love to, like, if you look up YouTube, like, courtroom mm-hmm. fa- faints mm-hmm. or something where somebody's like, you know, talking all tough and shit like that, and it's like, uh, you, 11 years, oh, God, <laughs> they fall out of their chair. <laughs> I love it, man. Especially when it's when they have the before and after. Like, mm-hmm. man, I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, she died, and I don't care. Or yeah, I hit him in his mouth, and he died. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna sentence you to thirty years. Oh, ma! What did you expect? Huh? What did, I mean, what did you expect though? Hey, man. I don't know. Maybe they thought like if I act tough, they'll take it easy. I don't no, know. I don't know what they thought. <laughs> I love it though. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. So Gray was also tried by military court. General court martial lasted from December 1987 until April 1988, and was composed of commissioned and enlisted soldiers of at Fort Bragg. Gary was convicted of 14 charges. I bet they beat his ass, in including that holding cell. probably including the premeditated murder of Ruggles and Vicky and Vickery Clay, and attempted premeditated murder of Lang Nemeth, three rapes, two robberies, and two counts of forcible sodomy. Mm. On April 12, 1988, he was unanimously unanimously sentenced to death. He was additionally sentenced to dishonorable discharge, total for, forfeit, forfeiture of all pay and allowances. Mm, so the military can sentence you to death. Guess wow, so. okay. You got to go to two courts now. Yeah, so you sure. are, That's crazy. Um, and a reduction in rank to private E1. So I'm guessing that's well, Y'all killing me. I don't but care. Doesn't, they got to do what they got to do, though, yeah. I guess. Take your money. Or whatever. Y'all not going to pay me anyway. I'm, you're killing me. <laughs> uh, so on January, mm, on July 29th, 1988, the commanding general of the 82nd Airborne Division approved the sentence. Okay. Gray was 22 at the time of his sentencing. Very young. Wasted young. life. Um, Wasted life. Wasted life. So Gary, Gray, I'm sorry, Gray remains on death row at the United States Disciplinary Barracks at Fort Livingworth, Kansas, as a member of the United States Armed Forces. Gray cannot be executed until the president approves the death sentence. On July 28, 2008, President, guess who? Barack Obama? George Bush. George Bush. Yep. Yeah, George W. Bush here. approved Gray's execution, making Gray the first service member sentenced to death since 1961. Mm. One month later, Army Secretary Pete Green set the execution date as December 10th, 2008, and ordered that grade to be put to death by lethal injection. Why don't they do firing squad? I'm so upset with that. I think you can ask for it, but, you know, that doesn't really look that good for us to be like a, you know, a first world nation or whatever, to be lining people up and shooting them with guns. I think you can ask for it, but who's going to ask for yeah. it when you can just go to sleep and just never wake up? If you ask for it, you're hard, but... Like, if I got eight, eight death sentences and they're going to put me to death, I might just be like, man, hey, man, let me just go out in extreme infamy and be like, hey, man, I want y'all to, like, uh, get a bunch of Uzis and just light me up. Mm-hmm. I, you might feel those first two. I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> You're not ready to be live forever, man. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about you forever in history books. Well, that motherfucker was crazy. <laughs> they shot him a hundred times. I guess. Uh... Yeah, so he was put to death. <clears throat> he was ordered to be that grade to be put to death by lethal injection by at the federal 
Correctional Complex at Tier Heap, Indiana. I don't know where that is. That is. Uh, the military released the news of Gray's execution date on November 20th, 2008. Army personnel will be responsible for conducting the execution based on an agreement of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Um, so, he appealed. He, I mean, he all took way. this shit to... As far as you can As far it. as you can go. For sure. Period. Appealed it. All kinds of shit. Ran Got out of appeal. Yeah, all kinds. It just, it went on and on all the way until like, till last year. God damn. So, in, in June 28th, 2018, the United States Supreme Court declined to hear Gary's case, whatever. He was trying like, to appeal all that shit. Yeah, yo, you can't come in here anymore, Ron. Yeah, great. I'm sorry. I keep calling him Gary. Yeah. Grace. <laughs> so, they, all that shit, and they was, they saying that. They declined to hear Gray's case without even giving a reason. So he's still on death row, and I don't even think he's going to be put to death, to be honest, because this well, was Well, if he's out of appeals and they won't hear... You know what is actually interesting is, like, if he still has appeals, but they just go, we aren't going to hear your appeal, that might be a way he can continue to stay alive. Where it's like, I have an appeal, and I keep appealing it, and until they bring me into court... You, I haven't used my appeal, but they keep going like, "Oh, look, man, we don't, we don't want to hear it. Just, just, just stay in your cell till you die. I don't know. Just stay on death row." Yeah, because all right, just, just a quick, a quick summary here. Um, so in '89, he filed for a military review on the case, uh-huh. and then in '90, the court ordered a sanity, uh, what is this, a sanity board, um, and then. In June 30th of 1990, um, they found that Gray was responsible. So they, they tried to do the sanity plea, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But they, this man is okay. It's yeah. nothing wrong with this guy. Um, so then in, and then in December of 1990, Gray filed for motion of the court military to review requests that the court ordered the government to provide 15000 for an expert psychiatrist and a death penalty qualified attorney um, for his court. So he just kept... Filing for these motions and these appeals, but it just all kept being denied. Right, it was just, it was so just I would do the same fucking thing. Yeah, because you know, I don't. I, I don't want to die. Yeah, I don't want to die, so I would just keep doing the same thing. But the guy's still alive. Um, I he tried to con. I tried to, to contact him. Like I tried to write him a letter. No, I didn't. I didn't try. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> break out and think he got a. Think he got a friend. Show up. I would put my door. name on that. I wouldn't. Hey man, what's up? What? Yeah. yeah. Right. Don't blame me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I can't, can't leave, defend myself. I can't I leave the house. So. I can't defend myself. I don't have yeah, a foot right now. He came after you. Gonna send murderers to my house. Sorry, nah, man, but that was um, Ronald Gray. Well, Guys, ugly. I'm gonna definitely put his picture up. Yeah, fuck that guy, but man. he is his age now. He's 53 years old. 54, 54 years old. And I'm putting it out there now, man. I know we said that he looks like a monkey. To all the white listeners, man, if Fran puts this picture up there, don't say yeah, but he does look like a monkey because we we can say it and you can't. And that's just because that's just what it is. Okay? I don't want any kind of incidents breaking out. I don't want somebody to turn into a thing. I'll just put any, so I'll just, just put any ugly, I'll yeah, just Yeah, he's that. ugly. Let's just call him ugly. <laughs> I don't want this to turn into a thing of people. So you can't. We won't even talk about him looking like a monkey on any forms. He's just ugly. Let's just avoid it now. I'm putting it out there now. Okay, guys, I'm on my I'm off my feet. I'm always on the social media watching and I I, I don't wanna have to put out that fire. Okay? So let's not call anybody a monkey. Okay? All right. Uh so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit, so stick around. 
All right, and we are back. Fran, please sit back, relax, and prepare for one of the more fucked up stories I think I've ever told in this podcast. I'm just putting it out there now as a little, you know, uh, you know, uh, view, listener's discretion, just letting people know this story is pretty fucked up. Okay. Uh, this is the story of the murder of Amora Bain Carson. The murder of, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Jessica Bain Carson was convicted of capital murder as a party to the murder of her 13-month-old child by her boyfriend while he, over a period of 13 hours of physical torture, attempted to exercise a demon he claimed resided within the child. A 13-month-old child. 13-month-old child. The One child's name child. was Amora. Okay. I like uh, that name. Yeah. Very, she was cute too. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Blaine Malam, Carson's live-in boyfriend, watch you bring around your kids, was convicted of capital murder in a separate trial and sentenced to death. Mm. Carson was present at all times inside the home during the time the murder occurred, which was estimated around 13 hours of torture of this kid. Wow. Of a quote-unquote exorcism. And she just was outside the door like, yeah, well, I got to get the demons out. The mother. <clears throat> mother. Mm. Well, I, we I use that term loosely. Okay. She gave birth. I, I she gave you. birth to this. Yeah, child. I got you. She's not a mother. Yeah. Uh, Carson, as in Jessica Carson, uh, was 17 when she met Blaine Milan in 2008. He proposed to her on prom night. During this time, Milan appeared to love uh, Amora, who was Carson's child. Uh, Carson left her mother and brother and moved in with Milan. During the during that summer, Carson's family began to see her less often. By October of that same year, she no longer had any contact with her mother and began to say that her mother killed her father. So in the time that she met this guy Blaine Malam, uh Jessica uh Bain Carson just kind of lost it. Yeah. And up until that point everybody says like she was very much a normal girl and then she met this guy and Stop coming around her family. And that's what abusers do, man. They separate you from your family. They push their ideology upon you. And then they kind of manipulate you into doing what you what they want you to do. So he and then you don't have any backup. Her. Yeah, and then you don't have any backup because your family's like, oh, she doesn't come around here anymore. And then you so, by yourself. And that's all you have is the guy who is your abuser. Wow. And they were young, too. And, yes. Uh, so Carson became very withdrawn and unconcerned about her appearance. From her outward appearance, um, from an outward appearance, Malam was making the, the was making the decisions for them, so he had full control of the yeah. family. Mm. Uh, some evidence was presented that before Carson met Malam, she was neatly dressed and cared properly for her baby. Later in their relationship, Malam became jealous and a controlling person. Carson never left their apartment except with Malam. Friends no longer were seeing were seen coming over. And this is like a, like I said, these are like 18 and 19 year old people. So she yeah. just, no social life at 18? Crazy. Uh, it's crazy how somebody can change from when you meet them until y'all get comfortable. And yeah. he. I that's mean, crazy. Think about, I would imagine, I would hope that at some point this woman was a good mother. And you have the facade that a person would have to put on for you to be like, I'm going to move me and my child in with this man. He must have really, yeah. oh, I love the, oh, yeah, great. And then once he got you in his web, that's when, oh, I can stop pretending to be this person and be me, be who I really am. Mm. Hey, don't wear that. If you go outside, tell me. Don't just go anywhere without, you know, and it's like, what? That This guy used to worship the ground I walked on, and now he hit me or whatever, you know? 
Shit can just turn sour real quick, man. It's crazy. That has to be exhausting. To pretend to be a person? Yeah. Not if you're a sociopath. If you're a sociopath, you're just having a great time. Like, oh, man, wait till I do this. Because everything's calculated. Like, wait till I make her breakfast in bed. That's when she's really going to, I got my hooks in her. Then I'm going to flip the whole shit on her crazy. Mm. Start telling her her mom's crazy. And yeah. we should not go over her mom's house anymore. And you don't, don't, don't wear that. You know? That's scary, though. You, it, being in her shoes, you're like. Who is this? Who, who this is isn't this This is the person? guy I, I fell in love with and married and whatever. You it's know? too late. Yeah, you already. You don't. Where are you gonna go? Mm. Um. So he got so possessive that Carson was even with Milan when he was at work. I don't know what she would just sit around. I don't know where he worked. I don't have that. But I, he, she would just she would go to work with him and just kind of hang around until he got off. That's crazy. It's Mark Kelly shit, right? Oh, for sure. This is and it's. I haven't even gotten into the fucked up shit yet. Mm. Uh, so Carson testified that Milan was a very jealous of her. He began using her passwords to gain access to the internet and pretended he was her while communicating on the internet. What? Carson and Milan began using a Ouija board after Milan's father died. They began to quote unquote talk to their deceased fathers by using the board. The Ouija board also told Carson that her mother killed her father. Which is like, they move it with their hands. So it's just him being like, oh, oh, oh. D, oh, oh, D-A-D. Get oh, out of here. Oh, your mom killed your dad. It's crazy. It's the spirits. And she's like, oh, what? Oh, God. Mike, I mean, so come Ouija, on. A Ouija board told uh, Jessica that her mother killed her father. It's the shit, man. I just. Oh, yeah. I, yeah this, this shit is, it's, hasn't even. <laughs> haven't even gotten to the <laughs> uh so yeah so this, you know the Ouija board told her that she killed her um that her mother killed her father so Carson <laughs> Carson uh Carson who is Jessica believed their believed their apartment was possessed by evil spirits so they moved in with Malam's mother Carson later became convinced that Blaine was possessed by an evil spirit based on his expressions tone of voice and which she described as something that wasn't what I knew Blaine to be. Yeah. Which is because he tricked you. Yeah. That's not a demon. He just tricked you mm-hmm. into loving him. Uh, which, by the time I finish this, I could make an argument that maybe he was possessed by a demon because he's absolutely evil. But uh, Malam explained that after the demon came to join... Oh, so, uh, he explained that after the demon came into him, he could talk to God. And he said Carson was causing this by lying to him. So he would tell her, yeah, I am possessed by a demon, and it's your fault because you're lying to me about something. She's like, what? I'm with you all day, every day. What? No, but it's something you're lying to me about. So it's her fault that he's possessed by a demon. Love is powerful, man. Love, manipulation, a lot of things. You know, I I wouldn't call this love. I I don't know what I'd call it, but it is not love. I mean, that's what got to this point. Yeah. Dang. So she, you know, she uh, she believed it was her fault that he was possessed by demons. And uh, during all this time when Malam was, quote unquote, possessed by a demon, uh, he was absolutely fine with Amora. So okay. he would he would he this would, baby girl. He would. Yeah, he would be mean to Jessica. He would talk in voices and be violent and all this kind of stuff. But he was still very sweet with talk Amora. Voices. Wow, she said the tone of his voice would change or whatever, which I don't know. But she said he was still very sweet to Amora, the baby girl. Uh, 
According to Carson, Malam loved Amora and was, pardon me, uh, wonderful with her. I mean, should I be like, good? Or? Yeah, great. I mean, he's just possessed by a demon and you're scared of him, but like, you're not scared of him with your baby, which doesn't, if I'm scared of somebody, I don't want you to touch my child. Yeah, like, I, right. I don't, I'm scared of you. I think you're a demon, <laughs> but like, no, but he's so sweet with the baby though, but he's a demon. Though. We got to make sure the baby's out of his so hands gotta make before the demon comes. Think so. Uh, by December 1st of 2008, Carson testified that she no longer would question Milan because he told her, God says there's things that you don't need to know right now. And on December 1st of 2008, Milan woke, woke Carson and reported that Amora was possessed by a demon and was walking. What? She was too young to walk. Oh. So he says, I saw her walking. And she's possessed by a demon, and that's what's making her walk. He said that. He said that. She didn't. But she's see... like, I don't question you. He because he told her that God told me that it's just some stuff you don't need to know right now. So just follow my lead, okay? Oh, and come on. your daughter is possessed by a demon. I saw her walking, full stride. She had shoes on, put her own shoes on, and <laughs> walked up the steps. She's walking, and she's only thirteen months old. Which is that? Is that is that young to be walking? One. Yeah, that feels no. Yeah, right. I don't. Mm-hmm. That was what the story said. No. That doesn't feel too young to be walking. No. Whoever wrote this is an underachiever. Yeah. I think I was. <laughs> I think I was. I think I was walking at like ten months. Sophia's ago. walking before she was born. Yeah. So. Like you know, how about you just work a little? But harder. full on stride though, maybe I don't think that's a. Well, he didn't say like. Oh. She was. She was. She was bouncing. I thought she was skipping. No, he said like. No, I'm saying that's how he kind of. He didn't say like. Yeah, oh. she was. You know, making her way along like a oh. baby. He said she was walking. Oh. I don't think I was walking at 12. You know, I might have been like, ah, stand, Mm. two steps, you know. Oh, I fell. Oh, my diaper. She said, like, she was walking. Mm. She, like, walked to the fridge, got something to drink, you know, whatever. Um, She's making her way downtown? uh Uh-huh, yeah, walking fast. Yeah. Um, But so she was like, okay, you're the boss, so what do we do next? Uh, Malam said that this occurred because Carson had not been honest with him. So you keep lying and now it's affecting the baby. You know, so this is cr- this household. Is cr- <laughs> this is crazy shit, man. I don't even want to see if there was a camera in this house. So I wish I was a fly on the wall, man. Like, what is, are you listening to this? Why are you still listening to this man? He's crazy. First you lied and I have a demon in me and you keep lying. And now Amora has a demon in her. It's all your fault. And she's like, all right, well, you I mean, you do talk to God, so mm. whatever you say. Um, so he said that, you know, th- that Amora was now possessed because it was her lying. And Carson asked Milan if there was something that they could do. And Milan said God would show him how to do an exorcism. So she was like, all right, I'm with it. So when God shows you, I give you full permission to put your hands on my daughter and give her an exorcism. Because God's going to tell you personally in your ear or whatever. She's gone. Oh, yeah. She's I mean... fully indoctrinated in whatever he's saying. <laughs> she's like, yeah, uh-huh. God talks to you and demons and she's a demon and you're a demon and we're de- the demons. And Ouija boards are real. And yeah, no. The Ouija board, is, that's the part that got me. Hey, man, listen. That shit is hilarious. I don't, I, we say that and I could say like, that's all bullshit. Don't ever bring a Ouija board into my house. No. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that's fake. But like, don't, don't... bring it in my house. Yeah. I'd rather like to think it's fake. I don't even want to mess with it to see if it is. I just like to think it is. That shit start moving. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, I'm moving. I'm moving. I won't live in this house anymore. I will move out of this house. 
so uh, Carson did not understand what an exorcism was or how it was done. But she was like, okay. And Milan told her that since God was showing him how to do the exorcism, it would help Amora. She and Milan were staying in uh, in the master bedroom of their home, but Milan had Amora and took her into the back bedroom to conduct the exorcism. So he separated from her, her mm. from the mom, went into a separate back bedroom. And uh, this is it's going to start to go down the road of where my uh, listener discretion came in. Uh, during the hours involved, Malam had taken the child to the back bedroom in their small dwelling and wedged the door shut. The evidence would allow a jury to conclude that Carson was necessarily aware of what was happening to the child. So basically they're yeah. saying her mom was, mm-hmm. she was there, she knew, she knew what he was doing. Yep. And she's co- she's culpable because of that. Mm-hmm. She is she is uh, an accessory to this. She knew what he was doing. It was not like he said, "I'm gonna go lay down for a nap," and then then Amora died. She mm-hmm. fully knew what was happening in that bedroom and yeah. allowed it to happen. Or maybe "allowed" is not is not a sensitive word because she is a victim of abuse or whatever. But that's the only that's the best word I can think of. She allowed that man to keep her child in a room for thirteen hours. Yeah, but at this point, she can't even like she can't fight against him or anything he does or say. That's why I feel like I'm I feel kind of bad saying aloud because she was kind of under some kind of brainwashing. But like, come on, that's your kid, you yeah. know. And again, I haven't even gotten to the fucked up shit yet. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, because she admitted to hearing screams that accompanied the torture that was happening to the child, and because she saw the child's deformed head after some time had passed, what? and heard the sounds caused by the blows. Now I'm about to get to it. They found blood splatter stains consistent with blunt force trauma mm. near the south bedroom, which was the back bedroom. Among the items collected from the back bedroom were blood-stained bedding and baby clothes, mm. blood-stained baby diapers mm. and wipes, a tube of Astroglide lubricant, a pair of jeans with blood stains on the lap and DNA testing later showed that Amor's blood was on all of these items. Wow. This is a 13 month old child. So he really just like tore this kid apart. Uh, As a result of the exorcism conducted by Malam, Amora suffered innumerable injuries that led to her death. Forensic evidence showed that the child was beating, beaten so severely that the multitude of fractures to her skull connected with each other, like a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. So he turned her, he fractalized her skull into many pieces to where when they did the 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 uh, the autopsy or whatever, mm-hmm. they had to piece her skull back together. So it was just lines and mm. every all over the. It was like a puzzle, like they said. Uh, her brain was torn and severely damaged. An arm and leg had spiral fractures, indicating that they were twisted in two. Her torso was either struck by a blunt object or squeezed until the ribs and the sternum broke. And her body, including her neck, chest, abdomen, buttocks, both elbows, both forearms, both feet, her right arm, her left shoulder, her left upper arm, her left hand, her right thigh, and left knee, was riddled with with no less than 24 distinct bite marks. That's crazy. Absolutely. This kind of make you gag, man. I For can't sure. even. And the reason I'm oh. the reason I'm giving the details is because when I found out, I'll get to where he is right now. He's not free, but I'll get to the. And I just want to really paint the picture of what he did 
and what the mother allowed him to do. And I understand she was going through whatever too, but somebody takes your kid into a room for 13 hours and you hear your kid screaming, that instinct, that's why I can't call her a mother. Because it's, to be a mother, to be a parent, Mm -hmm. I would assume is like, it's, it's nature. It's not even like a choice. Like I chose to adopt a dog and mm-hmm. love the dog and all this kind of stuff. But a child that looks like you and is you, you hear that child screaming, like does something primal to you. It's not it's not a choice to Make like you snap out. Yeah, something. it's not like you hear some kid screaming, you go, Oh, that kid might be in danger. I'm gonna make a choice to go help. For a parent, I would think it's like, Oh, my kid's screaming, my body's just moving. It's yeah. not even a thought or me making a decision. It's just what my body does when I hear that. Mm. And her body didn't do that, which is crazy to me. She was terrified of that guy. This child was screaming, not understanding what was happening, but understanding that this is this person is putting me through so much pain that the screams had to be, um, they had to be terrified. They had to be like, I mean, soul shattering. A child not understanding what's going on, but knowing like, you're hurting me. Yeah. Severely. Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that. So she was riddled in bite marks. Mm. Um, her head and face were so scraped and bruised that all the discrete injuries combined into one giant injury. Her liver was torn. Uh, I'm not. Even Did he cut her open or? What the he, fuck? He did a lot of things, man. There's some sexual things on here. I'm not even gonna read those. Those are mm. too far. I'm not gonna read those. Uh. uh the underside of her tongue was lacerated from blunt force trauma. She was also strangled. And because of all the injuries she sustained, it was it was not possible to determine which one was the final injury. And so no specific singular cause of death was determinable. Hmm. So he just beat her to death. We don't know if it was the head, he strangled her, her ribs punctured her lung. We don't they don't even know. He just beat her so bad that she died. Uh, we talk about, um, like you killing somebody for them doing something bad wouldn't solve anything. Nah, not for this one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nah, I'm, not. I'm with you, and you know how I feel about the death penalty, which is why when I get to the end, you'll see uh, why this upsets me and, and why I chose to really include the details to really paint this. This guy's a horrible person. Uh, forensic testimony reflected that several of the injuries standing alone would have each been fatal, clearly. Uh, Police were called several hours later. When they arrived, the child was entirely stiff and in rigor, which means, you know, like, Mm. she she was stiffened up, basically. Rigor mortis. Rigor mortis had set in. Um, And they they called the police a couple hours later. And check this out. Here's why they called the police a couple hours later. Uh, Jessica Carson said, I just let him go in there, and I heard the demon cry, and scream out. I heard a lot of banging. Uh, at one point, Malam told Carson he used a rope to tie the, tie the child up to still the demon. So he's coming out and giving her progress reports while this is happening. No, she told this to the police. Mm-hmm. This is her, cause you know. I just, I just so she's still saying like a demon. He he, the demon was in. I heard the demon scream and. He tied the demon up, or he tied her up to keep the demon down, and she's still. I couldn't talk. To, I couldn't talk to her. No, she. I, she I couldn't. Disgust me. She's disgusting. No, uh, I couldn't talk to her. I'm like, you need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. I so, mean, like. <laughs> so she. So she said, 
that he came out and told her that he had to use rope on um, Amora to steal the demon. Uh, Carson told him that she would rather the child go to heaven now than spend a life with Satan having her soul. The child was left in a hole in the bathroom floor, and when the police came to investigate, Carson told the investigator that she and Milan had been out. Uh, she said that, you know, according to her, her original story before they were like, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her original story was that her and uh, Blaine had gone out to uh, look for look at a property to uh, build a house on. They wanted to build a house or something like so they were out scouting property and that they had put her in like a playpen. One of those why things. Would, why would you do that? I don't know. Why would you leave a one year old by herself? They said, like, we went out. It was, like, real quick. Like, an hour or two. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, hey. Hey, man, look. I am not saying that that's quick. That's what she said real quick is. You know, just real quick, like an hour or two. We were just gone. Ran out real quick. Uh, it's not a 10-year-old. This is yeah, one, yeah. It's a one-year-old. Right. Just leave him in a playpen? I could flip. I could jump out of the playpen in two hours. That's dang, that drives me crazy. <laughs> I mean. That drives you crazy if this is just an irresponsible parent. Like, oh, yeah, yeah you didn't murder your kid. I mean, like, oh, man, your kid, like, hurt them, hurt their leg or something. Anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, so they said... No, just real quick. Yeah. He just ran down the street. Two hours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After being gone for about two hours, when they returned inside, the child was not in the playpen, and they found the child in a hole in the bathroom floor and attempted resuscitation efforts. Uh, she asked, what kind of monster did this? Later, this is what she said. This is her saying, mm. this is how my day went and why my kid, we found her in that hole because we ran out real quick. And when I came home, I said, who did this? A monster? What kind of monster did this? I was like, you, bitch, you did it. Yeah. You know? One, why is there a hole in your bathroom? Um, I still don't even know. <laughs> like it's unfinished or something. I don't know. That's just ominous in itself. I'm a police. I'm like, why do you have a grave in your bathroom? Yeah. A hole? Why do you have a hole in your bathroom? Where's the tub? It's no tubs. It's they just fill the hole with water i don't know i don't know man uh so uh later carson admitted that she fabricated the story oh no what shocking uh she said she fabricated it because they wouldn't believe us you know they wouldn't believe that she was possessed by a demon which she was so i had to lie because you guys wouldn't believe the truth the truth is so crazy that we had to lie they would have to take me off this case oh yeah i would have hit i'm like i cannot Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have been beating the shit out of the guy in the interrogation room. <laughs> what are these people are telling me? I can't. I yeah, just I can't. can't I can't. That. I can't deal with that right it's, now. It's, it's, they, it's, they're just making up shit. It's a new Y'all ran of, down the street to get Slurpees. Yeah, it's a new level of delusion, like... man. Real quick, two hours? <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. And you come back and the baby's, the baby's brain's all over the place. Just in a and... hole. Beaten horribly and in a hole and you don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know how that happened. Uh, she said she was afraid that she would she would she was afraid that they would be sent to a mental institution or would be arrested for murder, which they were. So like, I mean, and it's not because we don't believe your lie. Well, no, it is because we don't believe your lie. It's not the truth. Isn't it? She was she was basically saying I had to lie because I knew that if we said this, you guys would put us in a loony bin or put us in jail for murder. But we were slaying demons. We didn't we didn't want to kill Amora. We were killing the demon inside of her and freeing her. Like, go to you go to jail. Go yeah. under the jail. Under, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, Blaine Malam was actually scheduled to be executed on January 15th of this year, 2019. Mm. However, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals 
has stayed the execution. Uh, the stay was granted over appeals regarding the bite mark science. Um, I didn't go into all that. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. regardless of if he did or didn't bite her, it's not in question. It, there's no question that he did it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe... They're doing a study on the bite marks? Yeah, they said... He appealed saying, like, those aren't my bite. Something like that to where yeah, they were I like, all right, well, we'll we'll stay we the execution to. so that you can appeal that in a, in a smaller court. And then we'll come back to the table and see if we do a new date of execution or whatever the case is. I don't know. They're going to keep dragging it on. But I hope he dies. Cause, uh, put him, he in, dis- put him in the fire, fire squad. Yeah, yeah, he's disgusting. Uh, I, I, my... My uh, disdain for the death penalty has nothing to do with killing people who kill people. That's not why I don't like the death penalty. This person, uh, I-, I can't do anything about the death penalty. I don't have that kind of control. But this person was given the death penalty. He deserves the death penalty. He deserves to not be alive anymore. And the day that he dies, hopefully soon, I will not shed a tear for this person. So um, I don't, I don't, this, I'll make an exception for him. There's other people that I make an exception for. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying like you can't kill that person because I don't believe in the death penalty. Mm-hmm. That's not why I believe in the de- uh, that the death penalty shouldn't be around. So no, if you're a disgusting, an- like horrible animal who kills children or rapes and murders people or any, both of them should get it though. Like, <sighs> see, I don't know if the mom should be mm-hmm. death penalty. She is in prison for capital murder. Okay, which you know is like 25 to life, I believe. She's still serving her sentence. But she'll probably she'll probably get out of jail in her lifetime. She won't. I don't think she'll spend the rest of her life in jail. Which That's crazy. should she should she not? I don't know. I mean, um, I think she should serve a substantial amount of time. And I hope that she realizes what she did, and then she has to live with that for the rest of her life. I think that's punishment enough. If you once you come out of that haze and you realize like, oh, I let this man kill my child, and you have to live with that. That's pretty. That's a pretty severe punishment. I don't think that's enough. But as far as the child, um. I think it's super sad because she Very was sad. only a baby. Very sad. She was beautiful. She don't even know what the fuck is even. Did died confused and in pain. That's crazy. That's the saddest part. Don't even know to me. You know why is this happening? Mm. What did I do? Whatever. I don't, know. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Um. So that was my affirmative murder. The murder of um. Yeah, it was rough, man. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah, that was um. The lovely little girl named Amora Blaine. Um, Amora Bain Carson. She actually had the same. I don't know if uh, her name was hyphened or if she had the same middle name as her mom, but it's Jessica Bain Carson and Amora Bain Carson. She would change her name or something? Probably. Oh, wow. If she gets out, uh, yeah, she's going to have to. People are going to be like picketing in front of her house. Like, wow. Get out of our neighborhood, oh, murderer. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so Very uh, sad. Very yeah, sad. That was, uh, that was my affirmative murder. Uh, let's try to move on from that. Fran. What up? Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. And now, it's time for True Crime's Hottest Game Show. Frazzle! Fran! Frazzle Fran, Frazzle Fran, solves a riddle like no one can. If he fails, that's okay, he's a superstar either way. Look out, it's time to Frazzle Fran. That's right, folks. Welcome to the hottest game show in true crime, Frazzle Fran. The game show where I try to frustrate, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime. Fran, are you ready to solve this case? Yeah. Okay. But first, does this have have anything to do with a movie, TV show, game, or anything like that? No. Okay. 
All right. All right. Your case this week? <clears throat> An elderly woman goes for a leisurely walk. Two young men in excellent physical condition are directly behind her, sprinting toward her. No matter how fast they run, they do not catch up with this woman. The mystery that I need you to solve is, why can't these men catch the woman? And where are all three of these people? Your clues. Number one, the men are running as fast as they can, and they can't catch this elderly woman. There are other people in the same area. The men always stay exactly seven feet behind the woman. All three people paid money to be where they are. The men are not moving forward. And all three people are indoors. Fran, why can't these men catch this woman? And where are they? Where are they? Where, where are they? And Let's take it one step at a time. Where? Why can't they catch her? Okay. And where are they? Why can't they catch Whichever her? Whichever one is easier to, for you to solve, solve it. So think, if you think you, you let's know, see, let's see. Whichever half is easier, solve it first. Okay. Where are they? A gym. Bang. Boom. Uh, Why can't they catch her? Because they're both on treadmills. Boom. Boom. God damn. Friend, you have not. You have, yeah. you have not been frazzled this week. Well played, sir. Yes, yes. Hoot, hoot, hoot. Uh, that was very well played. Yes. Uh, he, the, these two physically fit young men could not catch this elderly woman because this elderly woman because she is on a treadmill. They are both on treadmills behind her, and they're just in the gym getting their workout on. Well played, friend. It was Bravo. Eva. I thought Eva a gym or an airport. Yeah, All right. Well, that's, I'm glad you said the, the gym. I'm glad you said the gym. Yeah, we don't even, I don't even want to know why you thought there for it. That's cool. You got it right. So we don't even need to go through your thought process. Fran has not been frazzled this week. Mm -hmm. A welcome uh, sight because it's been a while since yeah. it hasn't been frazzled. Uh, so that's a win for you, Fran. Yep. Uh, this has been another episode of uh, Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Fran So Evans. And folks, uh, I would like to make a promise that we are going to be back on, you know, track with this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep because, like I said, I am, you know, recovering from an injury, but I am out of the woods. Uh, my surgery is done. Everything like that is done. So the only next steps from here are just me being able to walk again and going to physical therapy and all that kind of stuff. So I like to think that that there won't be an issue with recording from this point forward. Uh, I do apologize for that because I uh, one thing I always want to do with this is be consistent because I really like what we do here and I want to keep it going and you know but sometimes hey you know we got to miss stuff for you know real life stuff because yep. you know we don't get paid to do this and life is real uh, but other than that thank you guys for all your kind words and the support and all that kind of stuff and um, like I said we'll see you guys next week catch you next time.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 